It's time for Stars on Sports, a podcast radio show dedicated to sharing stories about our athletic program at Lansing Community College. LCC Athletics has a strong tradition. 23 national championship wins. Over 170 All-Americans. 19 MCCAA All-Sports trophies. Stars on Sports will introduce you to individuals that have contributed to our program's success and give you the backstory on what it takes to develop it. We'll also dive into and break down the topics and issues facing athletic departments across the nation and right here at LCC. This is Stars on Sports. Hello and welcome to another episode of Stars on Sports. I am fortunate, as usual, to be joined by our assistant athletic director, Stephen Cutter. Today, Stephen, I'd like to talk a little bit about recruiting. At the time of this recording, I'm doing, having a lot of letter of intents across my desk and we, as we work on rosters for the 23-24 season. And just an exciting time to, to finish out this school year. But coming from the high school level, recruiting has, is probably one of the biggest differences that I've experienced and I'm still learning about at LCC how it works, but it's an important aspect to success of our program and, you know, just getting ready and, and to discuss that. So I'd like your perspective on it, but, you know, just to give our listeners a little bit about what recruiting looks like in, in our athletic department. High school, you know, we recruit from the hallways. You know, you got kids that roam those hallways and coaches are out looking for them and trying to find the, the best student athlete that fit their team. Where at the college level, it's constant. You know, coaches are always talking about recruiting in our office. And, you know, we do a lot of recruiting locally, but, you know, we go across the country and recruit, as we'll talk about some of our demographics later of national and international students. But it's, again, as I mentioned, it's important to strategically build the rosters and our teams at LCC. And there's a lot of variables that, that go into that. Um, at Lansing Community College, we offer 108 scholarships. We have about 160 student athletes, that, though that shows that not every one of our student athletes um, receives a scholarship. Um, they're, they're worth you know, the in-district tuition at LCC. Our coaches can split them up. They can double them. There are different ways, but we have to stay within the, the allotment for LCC, which is less than the NJCA allotment, but much more than many of our NCCA counterparts. Then once we, they recruit, we, we sign the letter of intent to make it official. It can be done electronically or manually, and then they become a student athlete or a prospective student athlete at Lansing Community College. But it starts much earlier than that, doesn't it, Coach? Yeah, obviously recruiting is the lifeblood of any sport, and teams are only going to be as good as the talent that, that they have on them. And uh, you really have to put a lot of time into the intention and be super intentional about who you're trying to bring into our college. Fortunately for the baseball program, we have Hayden Modaf. He's our recruiting coordinator and he's a legend at it and, and works tirelessly. And you'll find our assistant coaches and myself going to just countless prospect camps every weekend throughout the Midwest. And we're trying to find players that are a good fit for our program. Players that are a good fit for our program might not be a good fit for another program that we have here. But at the end of the day, we're just trying to bring in the best all around 
student athletes. And, and you bring up two points that I, I would like to continue to discuss. One, resources. You've done a nice job of, of allocating staff to help you with this important area. And I think that's something our department needs to look at in the future is building that recruiting experience and allocating resources to show the importance of it. And then the second thing is you mentioned one avenue of recruiting prospect. You host your own prospect camps. You, you mentioned you go to prospect camps. We have recruiting surveys online. There's recruiting services out there that student athletes sign up for. You can visit high school games, travel games. There's just many different ways nowadays, Twitter and social media sending videos to you too to develop that process. And it starts way before the student athlete senior year, obviously July 1st of their senior year is when the official process starts, but it, it's very interesting of all the different avenues that coaches have at their disposal, which is good and bad to look at recruits and see what are good fits. Um, there's also a misconception out there that you don't need to be recruited to to get on a roster at the college level. And, and that happens. It's rare. We do have walk-ups and walk-ins that might make it, but I know some of our coaches have open gyms or open fields or or tryouts at the beginning of the season. So there are different ways for some of those kids that might not have been recruited to still have that opportunity. But the main avenues are the the travel and the prospect camps and the in the videos and recruiting services. Am I correct? Absolutely. I think coaches are always looking for the, the right fits for their program and it's you can find them in a lot of different places some of them you're going to find because they're going to reach out to you others that you'll find at prospect camps and through it all you know last season we had a tryout for our team we had a smaller roster we had a tryout at the beginning of the season and three of our four weekend starters for pitchers ended up coming from that tryout so they were not recruited we, we didn't know anything about them they were in college here and had some hopes and they ended up making not only making the team but being starting pitchers for college world series teams so it is possible it's just uh it's really small percentages that can just walk on to college teams and i would think that also speaks for the rest of our department that i think each of our teams have had one maybe two sometimes zero of those tryouts that student athletes become a part of the team and those are pretty cool success stories and some eventually earn scholarships or you know become part of the playing roster as you mentioned being starting pitchers so a lot of different avenues keeps our coaches busy i mean i know i get a couple interest each week you know a handful not as many of the coaches do um, different times of the year I'm guessing you you know there's an uptick in number of people reaching out to you or, or filling out our questionnaire online I don't think it ever ends you know approximately a week ago on a week end myself and another one of our coaches were, were here we're up at 5 a.m we're here at the parking garage at six and we're on the road to be somewhere at eight o'clock for a prospect camp we're there from eight to about 10:30, and then we're back on the road back to practice because we had practice that day. And so, the hours that are invested are definitely a little bit abnormal. So it's it's not a nine to five. You know, you're you're definitely out there at, at some weird times. Yeah, and and you mentioned there's you know you do tours on campus on weekends and after hours when families can come in and make it some. 
students take school off to come and, and visit, which is common and, and a valuable educational purpose, if you ask me. But that's not always the case that it does happen in the evening. And, you know, we had a coach that had recruits in here this weekend on Saturday giving tours. And, and that's one of the best things for us is because we feel our success rate is when we get them on our campus that we have a good chance of, of signing them because they are very impressed with our campus. Then we take them and tour our, our athletic facilities and that adds another level to what we can provide to them that maybe other colleges can't. And then the other thing that I've heard from coaches is, is our close proximity to MSU can help us in the recruiting process. So, you know, we have a lot of resources at our disposal that help us, but it's to the point of getting them on campus and, and it could be at different hours of the day, but and showing them what LCC had, the other resources. I mean, it's not just the campus is part, you know, the TLC, the, the star zone, the other buildings, you know, we got to get up to that planetarium yet. There's a lot of resources that we can show off to prospective student athletes that help sell our program, both academically and athletically. You know, when they come here, we want them to get an associate's degree. You know, most of our student athletes are, are general associate majors, but we have our share that are business and kinesiology majors. And we take them over to the HHS building and all the technology and, and beautiful classrooms in there are, and again, another cell to help get that student athlete to play sport here at LCC. Other things that on campus that I'm missing that help with recruiting? I think you talked about all the things that we have here. What we found is the most important thing is the people. And so when you're able to have the people that we have here at LCC and the coaches and the athletic department, we have a special connection. So when people show up here, they see the bright lights and the beautiful things, but then once they meet the people, that's where the, the closing actually happens. And that's just true, and that's true in any business. It's, it's, it's the people that make or break it, and we are fortunate enough to have good people here. As we mentioned, we have beautiful facilities, but they're nothing without the people that, that occupy them. You know, then, you know, the other big thing is once they get on campus and they sign and we get the LOI, signing ceremonies are becoming more popular at, at high schools and here on campus we have our share. So, and they're different, you know, path. You know, we get our share of transfer kids that are coming from other colleges that come in that might have not have worked out at another college but might be a better fit here. As you mentioned, we have 12 to 14, I think, in-district schools in our area and we have successful high school sports in our area. That helps our recruiting, but... You know, we've had international students before. We have students currently from California, Las Vegas, Georgia, North Carolina, Ohio, and Indiana. But Texas, Texas, a majority, you know, are from this local area. I mean, we have we're represented by 90 high schools across the country on our rosters. 25. We have multiple high schools. Grand Ledge, Holt, Charlotte, DeWitt are the ones we have the most student athletes from, which are right here in the Lansing area. So that makes sense. But again, it's much bigger than that, much broader than that. But it does start locally and then branch out from there. Is that what you experience too? Yes, 100%. You know, we got our share from Grand Rapids area. Grand Rapids and the Chelsea Milford area too is another area that seemed to, that we get student athletes to come here in particular sports. So it's been very interesting to me to follow and understand. And I still have a lot to learn, but it is so important to to the success of our program. Right, and when we're recruiting, we focus less on where they're from and more about who they are. Good point, good point. And again, that the, you know, we've talked about this before, how athletics brings people together and how teams bring people together and how important diversity is 
in our society and in education and in athletics. And it's, it, it's nice to have that diversity and, and people learn from other parts, you know, students that might come from other cultures or parts of the country, it, you know, it really builds on that, that educational experience too, that's integral to the success of teams and their experience in bonding situations in life. So you're right. It is more about who the person is, where they're from, but it's just very interesting in recruiting of where they do come from and people might not know how vast that area right. is. And at our level, you know, we're a division two school at the NJCA. So we offer tuition and course fees. They have division one at the NJCA, which also allows for housing scholarships. And then there's division three level that has no money for scholarships. So, you know, most of the colleges in the MCCAA, our conference are division two. I think there's a couple that are division three, but the closest division one schools are in the, probably the Chicago area and farther South that offer housing. But as we talk about how far student athletes come from, housing is still a part of that and hopefully costs play into that. But with our scholarship that we offer and the money that we can help that they still would have to pay for housing and find housing in this area, which is part of that equation. And fortunately enough, our location allows for them to find adequate housing to, to live in this area. Yeah, we're very fortunate. Some colleges might only have houses because they're in a small town. We're super fortunate to be really close to Michigan State University. So the amount of housing and apartments and everything else bleeds over to the, our Lansing Community College, you know, students and student athletes. So we're extremely fortunate to have MSU right in our back door. Yes, because housing is an even local kids. It's surprising to me how many local kids actually get housing closer to yes. campus. And again, with time management being one of the biggest issues that our student athletes face, travel time and being close to campus is probably more important or just as important to student athletes so that they can manage their time and be at practice and not have to make as many trips. But again, we can't finance housing, but it's an integral part of the recruiting process to show that in, in some colleges, especially at the community college level, have added housing to their to their campus. We're kind of landlocked and and not a, a, an emphasis at this time. And there's other variables that play into the housing factor. But fortunately, we still have housing options in this area. We've got some parking lots that aren't being used very much now that we have the Gannon ramp. So uh, who knows? There you go. See, you might be on to something. And that ramp is huge, so you're right. We don't might not need those parking lots. But I got other ideas for those parking lots too. That's a, a whole nother podcast. So sounds good. Anything else on recruiting that I forgot or that we need to talk about? I don't think so. I think you kind of circled around it. It's it's really all encompassing for our programs, and there's a lot to it. But it's misunderstood too, uh, as well, from the high school end of it, and from a lot of people, parents in general, they they tend to have a lot of questions, at least the high school parents do. And in a lot of ways, they don't necessarily get those answers until they come on a recruiting visit. So we're trying to do a better job overall, just educating parents and, and incoming parents and things like that. And that's a great point because being at the high school level, we got a lot of questions on recruiting, how early to start, whose responsibility is it? We've talked about being contacted by parents or being contacted by student athletes, what's more beneficial or valuable. And so, yeah, there's, I still think even though it's, it's grown significantly and it's a big business in college athletics across countries, we've talked about these recruiting services that student athletes pay a lot of money to be a part of. There's still a lot of information out there that could help student athletes be more successful in the process. 
and even at LCC, I'm still learning how important it is and how how much coaches are involved in it. And I still, when I think of recruiting, I think of all the hours of you know the games that night, the the camps on the weekend that our coaches are always attending, and and the travel that's involved that that many people don't understand how much of the how much time it takes as part of their season schedule to to be successful at recruiting. And I think the last piece on recruiting is the reality that most high school kids, when they're a freshman or a sophomore in high school, really do not have any intention on coming to LCC to play a sport. They have bigger dreams. They're thinking they want to go to an NCAA institution. And so we're not necessarily their first choice. But as they get a little bit older and they might not have the opportunities in baseball the transfer portal has changed everything in recruiting and that could be a whole nother podcast in itself so with the mix of things like the transfer portal it's changed the recruiting so now we're we have more opportunities with kids at at a few younger ages because they're just seeing how difficult it is and that's a good point too in the sense that even their senior year, it's pretty fluid on maybe they think they were going somewhere and, you know, maybe some you know, college over offered or it's not the coach changes. And so even as we head into the summer of the that following fall, we are getting changes in our rosters and LOI process. So it, it is a very fluid process. And fortunately, we have a lot to offer here. And at the NJCA level, it's, it's about opportunity. You know, we have some very talented student athletes that might have had some different variables to their their resume that provided this opportunity for them but it is a very fluid process and even though when that LOI is signed it's official that doesn't always mean it's final you're right something we could spend many podcasts on with the transfer portal or or the specific LOI process but it's definitely something we have to do better in helping our prospective student athletes um, understand that process better sure well, that's all I had today. A, a great conversation on recruiting and, you know, we'll continue to discuss other topics that are impacting our athletic department. So thank you everyone for enjoying us. Until next time, you can check us out on lccstars.com for more Stars on Sports. Go Stars! Stars on Sports is recorded live at the WLNZ Studios. Engineering and production assistance are provided by Didalian Lowry. You can listen to this episode and other episodes of Stars on Sports on demand at lccconnect.org. To find more information about our athletic program, visit lccstars.com. Thanks for listening. Go Go Stars! Stars!